Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel Crisis Protocol and review a different character every week. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. And I'm Brandon. And uh, I, I don't have, like, I keep every week, I keep telling myself I'm going to think of something, like, smooth to transition from, like, us saying our names into something, but I never have anything, so... This is your best one yet. This is the best I have, is to say that I don't have anything. So. And that's part of our charm. Yeah. We're just a mess. We literally don't like, uh, yeah. What is, um, uh, is one of our old buddies who said that he was listening to the podcast and stuff, which, uh, if you are on YouTube watching this, or I guess have read the title, you'll notice that it's not Human Torch again, it's Cyclops. So this is the Cyclops episode. Uh, courtesy of Tim Scarberry requesting that we do Cyclops, so keeping the meme going of never looking at Human Torch. Uh, yeah, but anyways, um, he said that this podcast reminded him of, like, old school Chain Attack. I don't know, did you guys ever listen to Chain Attack? Yes, I did. Hi, Tim! Uh, I think I understood what he was saying. Like, so they're, they were really good players and probably had better insight into the game they were talking about than... <laughs> then we have insight into the game that we're talking about but uh, I don't know. like uh, i think that they have better insight than me but i think that us as a group we tend to be pretty good jay jay larson won like war machine weekend yeah so i guess i he, mean they're, they're he, good we, yeah, we don't we don't very well in in LVO, we don't have the uh, no, I did not do very well. We don't have very well. We don't have better than I would. The uh, we don't have the 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 titles under our belt, but maybe one day. But um, I think is because they they just kind of bullshitted and then just also talked. So maybe that's. I think Tim was complimenting us with our bullshittery. So thank you, Tim. Uh, but yeah, how are you guys doing this week? You guys doing okay? I haven't talked to Fred. I haven't really talked to you. I haven't really talked to you or Brandon like all week, pretty much. So, how have you guys been doing? How are I'm you guys doing? doing? Jesus, <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, I've had a busy week of with lots of work, but it's been. I had a nice week. I saw a good movie. What'd you see? Uh, well, I'll cover that later. <laughs> okay, fair enough. How are you, Brandon? Oh, doing good. Uh, we've got like three people on vacation this week, so I'm doing like three people's jobs this week. So I understand. I've just been swamped. Yeah. Uh, I would ask you how you're doing, Brad, but I know tired. that I know that you're doing okay. You're tired. Hey, Brandon, you want to know something that that I found out that upset me and it'll probably upset you? What? Do you know that Brad hates Halo? Yeah, I, knew I that. do. I hate Halo. <sighs> Uh, me, I tried to, me and Andrew talked about playing like co-op and all Brad would just sit in the corner. He just kept sitting in the corner telling us how much he hated Halo while me and Andrew proceeded to talk about how much we loved it and wanted to play the new campaign together, but they keep fucking <laughs> us and not making co-op. Yeah, I mean, they're, I, I feel like with Infinity, that's low priority. They want to make a game, uh, as service. And have the seasons of multiplayer be more frequent. So that's where they're going to put their effort. Well, maybe they should actually put effort into it and uh, make that good. And then we can get I co-op think, too. I think I heard it. co-op was delayed till fall 2023 or something. Some crazy time yeah. when it's not going to be in where anyone's they can, mind they can quietly cancel it. 
before right, it happens. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. It's distinctly so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Uh, have you tried to beat the game on Legendary? Uh, I had... There's one fight. Uh, do you remember the two Spartan killer... In the new one, I have not played the new campaign because I'm literally waiting for. Oh, jeez, you're waiting. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, what I made that. You... I made that decision, and it has literally haunted me ever since. I <laughs> mean, golly, it, gee, it Fred was getting ready to hit you with some spoilers. No, no, no. <sighs> I, there, one, you can't spoil this game. It's just nonsense now. There's no storyline. Yeah. It's just like walk down hallways, shoot bad guy. But uh, it is fun. I'm not denying that. And uh, the the there's a part with there's a boss fight with two uh, Spartan killer brutes, where on legendary, that fight is I died more than a hundred times, oh like my easily. God. Why would myself. why would you put yourself through that for Halo? Because it's fun. Ah. I, it is fun. I, I mean. Fun. That sounds it, like it the is, old days well, of playing the old Ninja Gaiden games. Like, holy shit, I just remember. No, uh, you're talking to someone who's played Elden Ring and Dark Souls. Like, I'm used to that sort of... Uh, do you know what? That was the most fun... I, can I be honest? That was the best part of that Halo. Because I'm used to playing games where you just die all the time and you have to come absolutely perfectly correct. I kind of like that. You talking about Elden Ring? That just reminded me. Like I picked it back up, and I like I'm just kind of starting over because it's been so long since I like played it because I never beat it, right? Okay. So I'm I'm back on that first island again, and I uh, was in one of the caves that had like poison everywhere. It's like yeah. super super early on like the Weeping Peninsula or whatever. I ran through and I, I got poisoned, I and I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna die." So I had to run back, and I was trying to make it to the um, the Grace. And I go, and I get on top of the fucking grace, and I messed up what I hit, and I fucking did some kind of gesture, and the animation took long enough to where I couldn't get on the grace, and then the poison killed me, and I died. <laughs> I was like, God, here we go. Welcome back. So great. Welcome to Elden Ring. Yeah. Ah, God, well, I love that game. Yeah, it's, I don't it's remember good. if it which one it was, but there was a... One of the Mortal Kombat's, if you like, on the hardest difficulty, like when you fought Shao Kahn at the end, it was literally you had to like sequence literally perfectly because if he hit you one time, you die. So like, I mean, not literally he would one hit KO you, but like he'd hit you and then he would, you you would never recover. Was it an you older one? Never... Always be on the back foot. Well, it's not even that. Like you couldn't get away. Like he he would every time he'd hit you, it would just pin you into like a lock. So, like, he would hit you, yeah. and your character would, like, flaw, like, f fucking flail like a Magikarp, and then he would hit you, like, three more times, and you were dead. How old, how old is it? Like, is it <sighs> one of the old ones? Like, the SNES ones? That no, it wasn't of one of the... I mean, those are also extremely... Some of those... I think 2 was, like, the one, like, the, the final did, boss in 2, when you had to... Because you had to beat Goro, and then you, you had to beat Goro, and then you had to beat Shao Kahn, and that was yeah. shit. I, I think that something needs to be said. Uh, SNES ones? There weren't any on the SNES. They were on the Sega Genesis, Stop good it. sir. Stop uh, it. No, they were I, on the Sega Genesis. I have MK2 in a cartridge for SNES right there, dog. Right there it is. Uh, I bet you that there's no blood in it. <laughs> there is blood. 100% there's blood. I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> I don't there, know in what world uh, you think the fatalities? real versions on the... F yes. There are fatalities. Yeah. 
It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there's spines and everything Kombat. else on I have SNES. the original Mortal Kombat okay. on my I SNES might be wrong. with the wrong. manual and the box. Best thing about MK2 is I actually played it. Last you can week. turn it all off on the SNES. Yeah, you, you can. It's an option. <laughs> I actually played MK2 on the SNES against Aaron because he came over last Friday. I played him, and I I forgot. I always forget about the – we were playing in the woods, and I got him with an uppercut, and that one guy popped up. He's like, whoopsie, like the guy in the corner. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best boy. I started dying laughing. I was like, that's my guy. I forgot about him. <laughs> Uh, oh shit, we're so off topic. Um, yeah, we are. Upcoming tournaments, uh, news and announcements. Uh, Second Wind is upcoming, and I do have some sad news. Uh, myself, Brad, and uh, one of our locals, Mike, were planning to attend. Uh, unfortunately, due to personal reasons, we will not be attending. Uh, nothing negative going on uh, amongst our group. We all love each other, so there's nothing, nothing going on there, and it's nothing against Second Wind. We just had some, some things come up, so... We're not going to be traveling to Second Wind, unfortunately, but that does mean that the wait list is open if uh, you guys want to get in it. So, Second Wind, uh, October 15th and 16th. I'll be super excited to see what people bring to that event because it's going to be a lot of cutthroat people there and to kind of see how the meta shakes out and what people are doing good with. But uh, I want everyone to have a deep dish pizza in my name. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I bet that there's some pretty good. Well, you've been to Second Wind. There's some probably some pretty good joints around there, in there, Brad. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a really good barbecue place that I can't remember the name of that has no doors. Um, it was very delicious. The barbecue with no doors. Yeah, I was just about to make that joke. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. it. No, Jason White beat you both to it. So. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, he's someone's not here, dog. And it's Jason White, so that's true. Uh, uh, me and Fred get first. If Jason's out there listening, you're invited to come on the cast anytime. I don't think he listens. I don't think he listens either. That's he poor, has a he has a social life. Pour one out for my guy. Um, or, he reminds me of a one Fred from years past. Mm, yes, I mean that's fair. Let's move I'm on. Busy. October 22nd at Booker <laughs> Games check-in is at 11.30 and Dice Off is at 12. Uh, it is a $10 entry fee and there is a prize, I believe. Uh, I have to pull it up, but I think some of the money goes back into uh, a prize pool. But yes. Yes. Um, if uh, Once again, just to shout it out, if there's a local tournament and you want to let people know about it, just email us at createhitwild.gmail.com or you can reach out to me. My name is Sev on the Discord. So, uh, yeah, if, you, if there's somebody or a tournament or something like that that you want me to give a little plug to, just give me the proper information and I will do that for you. It worked out getting us some extra people. So if it can work out for us, it can work out for you. So if you're wanting to grow your scene, let me help you with the dream. I was going to do one more rhyme in there, but I couldn't think of anything else. Um, that's all I got for tournaments. Uh, as far as other news and announcements, we're going to kind of... There's a lot of these, so we're going to kind of tear through them pretty quick. So I'll just kind of read them off. You guys give me your first impression if you like them or if you're kind of cold on them. But uh, let's see. I pulled up all the ones that were for Hydra. That was probably a mistake. So we know about occult research. We know about scientific method. I don't think that we covered Inevitable Betrayal, so let's go ahead and take a look at that really quick. Oh, that one is not a new spoiler. It is not. But 
but yeah, I don't think we talked about it. We did not talk about that or the High Council. So, uh, Inevitable Betrayal is a Hydro Reactive card that during the cleanup phase, before victory points are scored, an allied character, allied Hydra, specifically Hydra, character may spend eight power to play this card. You choose an enemy character within two that is contesting a secure. That character will count as one of yours for contesting uh, secures this round. So, uh, during cleanup, before you score, you pay a power. You can get an extra body on a point. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's good, and and I can see how it could be the difference between winning and losing, but it's expensive, and it's only one character can spend eight power to make it happen. Yeah, I think I'm not sure yet exactly like so like red skull's leadership gives you power right i a lot of these guys have like a flat one power builder yeah. um and so, they're all powerful yeah and they all have pretty fun things to do i guess like red skull is probably like the best at like not needing his power well he can generate power but he's also like like you do gauntlets but i don't know that there's too much else that you do um yeah, I don't know. I I think I just have to wait and like this is a really good card. Like I think it's actually probably one of the better ones. It's not like the best one, but it's one of the better ones in the whole set. Uh, I just depends on how like well they generate power. Pretty much is is kind of what I'm sitting at. What do you think, Brandon? Oh god, I think it's pretty oh, solid. No, yeah, I was I was walking into the other room to put my food away because Fred hates my <laughs> eat. Uh, I will because I, I jumped down his throat when he eats on cast. I yeah. love that you're like eating all the time, and then you're like, also... I literally got off work at seven o'clock. So you're like, you're either I... always eating or handling your food at some capacity in your home while we're doing yeah. the cast. Love it. You're like, we, uh, do, we record shit. this at eight o'clock, like, and I usually don't get off to like six or later. So like, you're like Brad Pitt, like Notions Eleven, perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I mean, I'll never turn down a. A comparison to Brad Pitt. Uh, but yeah, what, what were you saying? Do you like it? I I think it's fine. It's one of those cards where like you probably never take it, but like if you plan around it in certain matchups, I think it can be really good. However, again, it's I feel like it's probably too entirely too situational to ever get taken because there are good restricted cards, and as we're going to talk about, they also got some good other cards. Yeah, uh, I like it in the CS. All right. Uh, let's look at. I think that's one of the matchups that it's actually really good against. I have a rules question. Okay. So it it says it counts as yours. Does that mean that it also doesn't count as your opponent's? I know that that's a silly question. Yeah. Okay. I I I wanted to make sure that that was the case. (laughs) All right. Let's. I feel like that was a fair question. Yeah, I think that was actually really good. Uh, so High Council is the other one that has already been out, but we did not cover yet. Oh, I don't get to have an opinion. Oh, shit, I thought you said something. Go ahead. <laughs> nope, you did I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trucking along. I'm, I'm speedy boy of this, this cast. We're I not. think it's absolutely playable, but like Brandon said, they got some other good cards, so you might not play it. I'd put it in my 10. I think it can make the 10. Like, I think that this, yeah. it probably does. I think it makes the 10. I don't think it ever makes your 5. Ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think ma- the majority of the time you're not going to... I think there are going to be times you're going to take it, but I don't know if you're ever going to be happy that you took it, I guess. is Because, like, like I said, it's like a perfect... It, it works out really well, but it's a very perfect situation card. 
Like, I think it's one of those times where it's like this point sways the entire game is the only time you can justify dropping eight power. Well, I don't I don't know. Like, if you're up against CS on Research Station and Gamma and See, you I was do this thinking right gamma. in the middle. Yeah. People it always leave like different. one guy on their own. Right. Uh, gamma. Yeah, that's three and points. then you turn their one point into your three points. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's something that'll yeah. turn the game. But yeah. You have to have that eight power. And I'm not sure how often that's going to be the case either. I think that like, yeah, I, think I, I well, I think it's probably like a, like a round four or five kind of card. Like I'm actually noticing like a theme with like a lot of these cards is that that's, t- I think Brad actually, that's probably like the best example of it is like research gamma. Like those two are pro like, I think it probably makes your 10. And I think that you actually probably consistently play it on research gamma because yeah. that can net you so many points. Is does this happen before when characters flip or af- before or after characters flip? It probably happens. It it happens before because characters flip at the very end, and you of do the, oh, of the cleanup. Oh, I see what so you're saying. So you would do this, then you would score. Because it just says during the cleanup phase. So well, but yeah, but it says before but points it, are scored and points are yeah. that's, that happens first. Okay. Yes. So. All right. That's not uh, as fun, then. So a niche that that's a niche card that I think will probably see play on particular crises. So let's look at High Council. Uh, it's Hydra. It's active if all of the following conditions are met simultaneously. An allied Hydra character may play this card. So if this happens at all at any point during the round, uh, not like cleanup or power. Well, Oh, it's active. So it just has to be um, on your turn. But if anything are happening throughout the round on your turn, you can do it. Uh, so Johann Schmidt is not dazed and has six or more power. That's probably feasible. Arnim Zola is contesting a secure objective. That's easy. Wolfgang von Strucker is not dazed and is within two of two or more enemy characters with the poison special condition. That's hard to do. Uh, uh-uh. He gives out poison. I know he, he doesn't. I, I know, think that's easy. Well, I know that, but I'm saying like that, like not being dazed. Yeah, because I feel like as soon as you, I feel like as soon as like two of these steps are met, because you need to have all four, your opponent's gonna be like, okay, and then they're they're either gonna <laughs> like position accordingly or they're gonna try to take. I don't know. I, I guess you could say that for any of these, so not just that one. I think that one's a little tricky, but maybe not. Um, yeah, within two or more enemy characters with the poison special condition, and then Zemo has dazed or KO'd an enemy character this round. Uh, place an unused character of threat value four or less from your roster within two of this character is not part of your squad. So, just to recap, Red Skull needs, is not dazed, has six power, Zola's on a secure, Strucker's not dazed, and is within two of two people that have poison, and Zemo has dazed or KO'd someone. You get to add in a four threat character. Uh, it's that's a very strong effect, <laughs> uh, yeah. and it can happen like as early as round two. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think this is this is nifty. Uh, I I mean if you can pull this off, it's a game swing. It's a it'll swing a game because it'll give you so much more table presence yep well go on what about the rest of you 
I'll, I'll go. Um, here's my dream. Take this card. Um, you play it. You bring Sinister in, and then Sinister clone banks and brings another <laughs> model in. Yeah, but that'll never to... happen. If you pull that off, send us an email, please. Yeah, that I want to know. Uh, I want to uh, know about that. I want to know about anyone who successfully uh, remakes Hulkbuster. I want to know about this stuff. Okay. The this card reminds me of the I don't remember what it's called. Hard to please. That's what it's called. The Magneto Quicksilver uh Scarlet Witch card. Yeah, but just with and, double the amount just of with, criteria. <laughs> yes. And it still doesn't seem any harder. Like that's stuff that those characters are doing anyway. Uh yeah, Zemo I mean, kills people. Starker poisons people. Zola stands on a secure and blasts people. And Red Skull makes power. Like I, I like that it says like they're not dazed. Um, I think that gives you a little bit extra. Like it gives the opponent a way to play into it. Yeah, you can play around it a little bit. So I don't know. I like it. It's really strong effects. So. Uh, to take all these characters requires 14 threat. So you are uh, at least bringing all of these. How well all these do together? Uh, they probably actually do pretty fine together. I think all four yeah. of these characters. So. What do you think, Brandon? Did you chime in? This card's sneaky bad. I, I think this card's awful. Uh, oh, okay. I think you're going to take this card and you're going to try so hard to get this, you're going to stop playing the actual game. And you're going to lose trying to make sure these things happen i mean that's that bad. is i think it's good i disagree that's fine i like these cards these are cards that i i see in lots of games and they're they are traps and it's one of those things you're going to keep trying to make it happen like you said you can happen on turn two but like the odds of red skull having six power and not being dazed is probably pretty low at that point and then so now you're moving along and it's like so if you get a couple of them and people are going to play around it because they know you have it like if they yeah, see you that, trying to do this that could now warp, that could warp their play enough to give you an advantage but that's the thing you're not just really because if Strucker's in the middle trying to do stuff if he's within two characters within two now you have two characters that get to attack him well but I think the last piece the last, you put yeah. in place yeah Strucker's the last thing you do Okay, Everyone but then you else. still have to daze someone with Zemo, and I, that that'll happen all the time. That'll happen. Yeah, Zemo's a murderer. Yeah. Zemo goes I, out I there you, and straight up kills people. Yeah, I, I think you guys are just in happy fun lollipop land on this one. This card's bad. Don't play it. All right, that's my opinion. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Let's move on to uh, let's see. So we'll start with Endless Legion. So these are the cards that just got uh, released here recently, or got spoiled here recently. So we have Endless Legions. Uh, it's Hydra reactive during the power phase. Red Skull, Master of Hydra, may play this card. Each time an allied Hydra troopers would be KO'd this round, remove all damage from them. They are not KO'd. Then an opposing player pushes them short instead. I don't like this at all. Like, Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see the point of this card. Like, it doesn't do anything for you. If yeah. they could hold an extract, it's great. Yeah. But they can't. So, 
the fact that the point. because they push him and they're a secure grunt, like after yeah. they days him once, they just push him off and you don't give you like you just don't mess with them anymore, so you don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is, well, no, because they're not KO'd. I was gonna say, is there? I thought maybe you could do something cute with like Punisher, where like if they kept getting hit, he would keep getting tokens, but they don't get KO'd. So this does allow you to play Hydra and Red Skull into Black like... Order. Oh, Black, Black Order. Order. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah for one turn. Well, yeah, once. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, that's usually good enough for at once least. Once turns all you need. Yeah. And it doesn't cost it doesn't cost anything to play, so that's. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I that is the situation, and yeah. otherwise, I'm not blown away by this. All right, let's take a look at two more shall rise. This is one that had uh, everybody's uh, pickle tickled earlier in the, in our chats. So two more shall rise. Hydra reactive. When an allied Hydra character with an active leadership ability is KO'd, another allied character may play this card. Choose two allied characters with the Hydra or Cabal leadership abilities. Both chosen characters' leadership abilities become active. So, pretty neat. Uh, so, really, you're looking at Strucker. And then you would have to take Malekith or Sin. Unless I'm missing something. But you could start with Strucker and go into other Red Skull. Oh, other Red Skull plus Red, other Red Skull. Yeah, yeah. I, I but I mean, so that's the question: is who are the two that it goes? I I don't. Uh, I I think this is cool as hell. It's very neat, and it's made for Strucker, I think, because Strucker's pretty fragile. But uh, how is it that what two is it? It's going to probably be Red Skull two. Electric Boogaloo, and who's the other one? Is it going to be Sin? Like, who's taking Sin for I'm, this? I mean, you I know, don't know. Is hers you're... worth that? Hers is not strong. Hers is not good, but no, it's not. I don't know. I I think that this card probably. I don't know that you take this card, honestly. It's neat. It's nifty. Like I said earlier, but it's. Uh, and maybe you just get it so that when Strucker dies, you still have the affiliation bonus of Red Skull, but or the other way around. But I mean, I don't know if that's worth it. I don't yeah. know if that's worth it. I think if you are playing two other leaders, like if you have your roster and there's other leaders in there that you think you'll be playing maybe you put it in your tent and play it sometimes. But if you're not like like me, I wouldn't be playing Sin. I'm not going to play Malekith. Like, it's I mean, not I worth think, it. I think you just play Strucker, Zemo, Malekith, and New Red Skull at 18. Now, just to clarify, like, this, I, I don't, I'm not high on this now, but like, you know, six months from now, or like a year from now, if like another cabal or like this card is like always going to be there though right because like every time they ever release a cabal or hydra leader this will get brought up again so while this may not be like 
a card you're really, really looking at right now. Like, this could get insanely good down the road. So. Yes. Um, I, uh, I, I, that was broken up quite a bit for me. Uh, but I, I think that I see the, the gist of what you were saying, and I agree. Oh, you know, did here's I, another did I cut thing in and out? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but here's another thing you could do uh, is you could bring Sin in with the previous card, with the earlier card, and okay, not have to go. bring her initially. <laughs> no. No, that's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just not – I'm not I, – I, I liked it on fa- on the face reading but uh, when i think about it i don't i don't like this card very much oh i was uh am i clear am i good now yeah, yeah you're good yeah, we can hear oh, and oh, you were I... recording so the audience won't hear that you broke up oh yeah that's, right. that's true um yeah all i was saying uh, just for you guys is that like i think that this card will always have value it just depends on what gets released down the road so right yeah. right all right, let's look at uh, World Domination as our last card, and I actually really like this one. Uh, it's Hydra, it's active. If you control all secure objective tokens, an allied Hydra character may play this card. You gain one VP for every two secure objective tokens you're securing. Additionally, uh, each character you control gains one power for every two secure objectives you are securing. So, at most, this can net you two VPs, because it's for every two, and... Like, Scoundrels has five, but that'll only get you two. You know, you have Formula, which require you to have all of them. Realistically, you're probably just getting one VP out of this. Uh, but every... Like, getting one VP and all characters uh, getting a power on your team is... Uh, I mean, I think it's a pretty damn good card. So it's you don't have very to pay good. any power to use it. Yeah, you don't pay anything to use it. It's like old-school advanced R&D. Like, when somebody was, like, giving everyone a power. I mean, I guess you could... It's like you could play it whenever where like advanced R&D requires you to have like a specific character that like you want to go with so you're kind of like giving a little tell but um like you're just divvying out all that power and you're getting the added benefit of also having uh an extra VP so I really like it I think that this is probably this one and scientific method are probably my two favorite cards out of like all the Hydra releases so yeah yeah, this is fun. This is like uh, everyone loves usurp the throne, and usurp the well. I mean, it gives you two, and it gives him a big buff. But it, it, I, I mean, this is—I wasn't listening closely enough. Did you read it with the correct errata? Uh, if you control all secure objective tokens, that's that... not right. If you secure, I'll secure, all I'll secure. If you secure yeah. them. Secure is the word for standing near them yep. and winning that check. Control is the flip check. Um, okay. It doesn't okay. care if it's a flip scenario or not or what the flip status is. It should be just be it, if you can test all secure, right? No, you have to no. secure it. You have to be winning. Yeah. You, oh, control I, I is see. just not a word that applies to the secure uh, objectives. It only works on flip objectives. I understand. Yeah. And you can make this... And, Work and with this the still works on a flipped objective, but it, you you would have to have more healthy characters there or whatever. Like it would work just like it was a secure. Gotcha. Is this an active one? Yes. 
Okay, then it, never mind about what I said. I said that you could make this work with the other one possibly, but you can't because that one triggers, I forget what it's called, the one where curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Uh, it's, it's that one. Um, oh, yeah, you can't. It, it won't it work one. with that because, uh, because that one triggers during the cleanup phase. Yep. Uh, I also noticed that on this card, active is spelled wrong. They left out the I. Oh no. <laughs> Way to go, AMG. Alright, uh, so that was all of uh, the Hydra cards uh, that recently were spoiled. Wait, no it wasn't. Oh, there's, a, there's another one. Oh, did I miss one? What did I miss? The one that gives them subterfuge. Oh shit, what's that called? It's Yeah, it's not. It's unaffiliated. Ah, oh, that's why uh, I didn't have it. Sleeper Agent. Sleeper Agent. All right, so let's look at that really quick. So, Sleeper Agent, unaffiliated, reactive. When you include this card in your squad, choose one non-Hydra-affiliated character in your squad. It is now a Hydra-affiliated character. If your squad is using the Hydra affiliation, when the chosen character is deployed, it gains Sutterfuge, the Sutterfuge superpower. Each time this character attacks, after the attack is resolved, if the target character was not dazed or KO'd by the attack, this character loses the superpower. After all characters are deployed, discard this team tactic card. So, oh, I guess I should read Sutterfuge. Uh, it's passive during this character's activation. Enemy characters cannot use reactive superpowers and cannot play reactive team tactics cards. So, it's Mystique's ability. Um... Which you recently said was the best, or, or was the superpower you most wanted other people to have. <laughs> it, it is true. I do love that superpower. The, if this did not have the clause that when they attack, after it's resolved, uh, and you don't daze or KO them, you just lose it. Yeah. That I, I mean, that the, and so you'll just lose it all the time. The only, like the, the only way that you pull that off is if you are. Attacking an injured character that has 1 to 2 HP. Or you ha are playing like Malekith. Or uh, Corvus like Juggernaut. Or Co Corvus Glaive um, with reality. Did you say Juggernaut? Yeah. Why Juggernaut? He rolls a lot of dice. Yeah, he can he can dish it out. Let uh, me tell um, you, I've seen enough superior weight trained She-Hulk dice just absolutely shit the bed to tell you that that's not. You need manipulation. <laughs> you don't need more of them. You just need consistent <laughs> manipulation. The only two characters I mean, in the game that Corv can like Corvus is a very good choice. Yeah, like Malekith yeah. is super reliable to day somebody in like one hit. Like, well, he I nah, say that he can be super reliable to day a character in one blow. Uh, Corvus Glaive is more consistent than Malekith. So, like, those two characters are the only characters I would consider putting this on. Now I can say without a shadow of a doubt that them having Mystique's superpower on a character like Malekith or Corvus Glaive is disgusting. It is fucking bananas. Yeah, it's absolutely just gross The to think that Corvus can, like, hit somebody, and you can't bodyguard it, you can't exceptional healing it, you can't do shit. Like, that is terrifying, because those models already got work done. But, like, if you just have one super bad roll, and, like, Corvus rolls, and he rolls three shields, then, I mean, you're... This, this was a wasted card. 
like now you have an, like a Hydra Corvus. What do you need that for? I don't know. Maybe so. spending the eight power later on for the inevitable betrayal. If he would, I don't know. Not glaze edge all the time, then maybe I don't know. I don't like this card. Uh, yeah. uh, now think now, if I may, uh, I, I agree that that you're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose subterfuge. But think about this, and and I I asked this question in the group, and I think this is how this would work. If you ferocity with Malakith, and he fails to KO with his sword attack. Uh, he then throws them. The uh, the trigger for losing subterfuge is after the attack is resolved, as is the throw. So you could throw someone into someone else while still having subterfuge, and then after the throw is resolved, you would lose subterfuge. So that throw could not be braced. Oh. Which is pretty good. That's a pretty good effect. Uh... Yeah. I mean, is it worth a card? I don't know. That's a question. But I think that's a pretty good effect. I have a question. I oh, Also, also, I think you could still do this on a Sentinel, Brad, because Sentinels, are they can't be pushed. Is it not pushed or thrown? No. I don't just, think it's thrown. It's pushed or advanced. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So you could do this to a Sentinel if you were to do that. What was your question? Alright, so it says when you include this card in your squad, choose one non-Hydra-affiliated character in your squad. It is now a Hydra-affiliated character. Uh, you still have to be affiliated, right? Because you have to this be using a Hydra-affiliation. This does not, yeah. This does not, you have to be Hydra-affiliated to take the card. So it doesn't... No, you do not have to be Hydra-affiliated to take the card. You don't have to be Hydra affiliated. He's he's trying to he's it's semantic. He's saying you don't have to be affiliated to take the card. No, you don't have to be Hydra affiliated to use the card. Yeah, what I'm saying is this. No, you don't have to use be affiliated to use the card either. You just don't get any benefit from it. Yeah, he he's he's getting us on the on the on the legal front. He's making sure all all the all the all the eyes are dotted. This does not help you get. Your affiliation, if that's what you're no. asking. That was going to be my defense for it if it happened. I didn't think it was. No, no. They're no, going to eventually, they're gonna eventually print a card that does that, and it's going to be... I don't know. I think the two that we have should be. Yeah. They do this make one sense. And the shield one. But... And the Sentinel one. It's just like the Sentinel oh, one under the skin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of these. I don't like. I don't really like them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I I I think on Malakith this could be a real a real fucking awesome card, but yeah. uh, you have to take Malakith with them, and that is getting expensive. It's not bad. Let's be real. It's honest. not bad. That's not a bad no. thing. Like I said, like that 18 is real scary. Real. Oh, scary. I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up our lengthy uh, news and announcements. So just some spoiled cards I wanted to cover uh, whenever the tournament stuff. Other than that, I don't really have anything else. So let's move on to Cerebro announcements. What do you have, Brad? Okay, so there are two updates this week. Uh, I guess three. I fixed, I fixed a visual bug where the reorder button for characters was showing up to the right of their 
Uh, thumbnail's not the left. That's not that big of a deal. I also um, added to the play feature. The power-up button now adds the extra power from innate superpowers that give a set amount. So, uh, like, flipped goblin who rolls and gets some variable amount of power, it won't do that. But it, if you just get one or two extra power, like Hulk, you get that. Just like Hulk? The Hulk. I thought he said Culp like, but meant cuck, and I was really like, all right, here's Brad. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> hey, A little early, but here we are. The incredible like, cuck. Like, like Table, <laughs> who gets extra power, or Jean Grey. Everyone's playing Jean Grey, right? Table's um, definitely a cuck. It, it also... We are talking about Cyclops. <laughs> oh my god, let me finish. It also does the extra power from having infinity gems and the extra one on top of that for having the power gem. So it does all that now at the push of a button. Uh, the power which, at your fingertips. It's funny. I got an email asking me uh, the day I pushed it live, I got an email asking to add that feature. And I was like, I've got good news for you, buddy. And then uh, the other thing I added is now there is a link to the Cerebro Patreon. Uh, there are just two tiers on there right now. There's a dollar if you just want to give a little bit of money. And then there's $5 a month. And for $5 a month, you get your name on the website. It's the very top thing on the homepage. So right now we've got Rusty on there as our first big spender. I did get a second $5 a month tier person. And so next time the site's updated, they get to go on there. And I don't, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. God, I do appreciate him. You got to remember those you know names. What? I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Out. We're going to shout him out on Brian. the cast. Thank you, Brian. You, you know what they, you know, we should offer, we should, uh, we should offer them to be able to play a game on TCS with, uh, Jared. Oh, Oh, uh, we might do that at a higher tier. Jeez. I also, out. this is, this is breaking news. I've not put this anywhere else. This is for our podcast listeners to hear first. Consider me broken. Um, you can't put goals on Patreon anymore. So I'm just going to have to like say this is a goal and whatever. But if we get to a hundred dollars a month, on the Patreon, I will then feel comfortable spending the lots of extra time to get the app in the app stores. Oh, and the app Ooh. in the app stores will have offline mode so that you don't have to be connected to the internet to bring up your lists and stuff. Oh, and it will update okay. the wet, like it'll update to the database when it is connected but when it's not connected it'll still be usable but i have to at that point i have to maintain two different versions of cerebro so it's like twice as much work that's why it's going to be a goal thousands of people using cerebro every day surely 100 of you cheap bastards can donate a dollar <laughs> well it's not so even a hundred we already have eleven dollars worth from if, three people. If eighty-nine of you cheap bastards 
can get on there and give Brad a dollar. He'll even he'll even come over and cuck your whole house. Nah, no, I won't. <laughs> come on, Brad. That's what the people want. Nah. Whatever. <laughs> I like that better. That that would have excited me so much more. Like, What's break, the Patreon news. we have to subscribe to to get that to happen? Oh, like, come. Yeah, yeah. two hundred dollars. Brad will. Brad will. No. He'll, he'll come cuck a bitch. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh. Let me gather myself. Longshanks. It's still on you, Brad. What do you have oh, uh, yeah, for Longshanks? So I um I just want to point out that they have a new article series on Longshanks that some people might like. So to find the articles, you you look at the menu and you find tools and resources. And then the, it's called Blog Shanks. It's right under the help button. And currently, as of recording, the most recent article is what I'm talking about. Um, it's going to be a monthly uh, article called MCP by the Numbers. It's by Jacob Frelinger, who is also making special dice for the people who place well at Second Wind. But he goes over like um, win rates and crisis selection and points and all that stuff. And he has these pretty graphs. And it was a pretty good read. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, read his article. Awesome. I can't, like... When I was in high school, I used to watch a lot of Chappelle show. And uh, there was one episode that is iconic where he had Wayne Brady on. And this was in the height of, like, <laughs> Wayne Brady. Uh, when he was, like, just singing and he was on... Um, whose line is it anyways and he was like kind of a little bit more known as like a wholesome guy or whatever and he got on that episode of Chappelle show and he was talking to some uh working women on the streets and you found out that Wayne Brady was a pimp in like that skit and he he turned around and he said is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch and that was really funny but all i can hear is brad in that car being like is brad gonna have to cuck a bitch and it's really getting me it's it's cracking me up What's Jared, next I didn't the know agenda? you got wet. Do what? I didn't know you got wet. <laughs> What's next on the agenda? Uh, Angel. Uh, okay. Uh, so this one, like Brad, just like, please God, can we move on? Um, uh, talking about our games we played this week. So uh, we did have uh, one of our listeners, Steve, uh, come down. He was swinging through the states traveling back to ohio and he messaged us and saw asked if our uh, weekly game night was wednesday so he stopped by and played and i actually got to play two games against him because i think the last time he came down to the tournament we didn't get paired up and then i didn't stay for the post tournament games that got played but i got to play two games against him um I asked him what he wanted to play. He didn't really have a preference. So the first game, I busted out uh, Shield because I had been playing them prior to Malekith coming out. So I decided to give them a new or give them another run. Uh, and he played Midnight Suns. Um, and really, like I just got incredibly lucky kind of early in the game. Um, I know Ghost Rider double moved. 
uh, medium and took my side cube on it'd be my right side of the board uh, and I think I put a couple damage into him someone I can't remember who I put a couple damage into him with but anyways Winter Soldier was sitting there within five and I was like you know I'm just gonna be a bay Beyblade and let it rip and I just shot right into him and I did exactly enough damage to put him on one health uh, left and he was holding one cube which means that he dazed in the power phase Ooh, yeah ooh. and that was i mean i think that that kind of just set up the game for me because it was we were playing sword based and cubes and him not getting a ghost rider activation in in turn two was was pretty rough for him so uh after a couple rounds uh i kind of pulled ahead very quickly on points i think i sort scored the sword base uh both rounds so i was up pretty heavily so we re-racked um he wanted to try um Playing into shield again, I guess he wasn't, uh, no one plays him, like, locally where he's at. Uh, and he decided to bring out defenders, because he wanted to give them a shot. Uh, and I played, uh, Hulk for the first time in my shield roster, which, I never played Hulk. Um, I don't think I really, I think I might have played Hulk, like, one time even before the changes. Like, I was just never a big Hulk player. But, uh, he didn't really do a whole lot. I managed to find the scroll. Because we played Skrulls and Mutant Madman. That was the other one. And Hulk was lucky enough to find the Skrull. And after that, I kind of just ran away with Hulk. He did an insane amount of damage to him. He kept changing it to Mystic with the Empowerment so that I couldn't get my rerolls. And I think... I think it was round four or five. He needed to do three damage to Hulk. And he Mystic Empowered the first one and had a terrible roll and then he did the second one which was uh it had to be energy so i got re-rolls against it and i managed to roll into two blocks to his three and uh hulk lived so it just uh a few few rolls went my way on that game but overall a fun time uh, steve if you're listening thank you again for coming down i had a blast playing against you and hope to see you again soon so shield shield's good i like shield what about you, Brad? I think you played Borka. Yeah, I played Borka. I played Brotherhood. Last time I played a game was against Borka, and it was his Guardians, which he had uh, Wednesday, and my X-Men, which I normally play. So I did not want to play that matchup again since we just played it. So I played Brotherhood. Um, he had uh, a wider list than me, and that helped him out, I think, a lot. And... Um, uh, he won the game. He played well. Um, I'm real rusty with Brotherhood. That did not help. I think and it was a D. Brotherhood don't like the D. He said he's up to, but they do like box. He said that he was up to like 10 wins in a row, right? Yeah, that was his. Y'all are just going to let Brad games. say that Brotherhood doesn't like the D and just like not say anything. I had made a box it's, joke. We're just going to let that slide. Yeah, if we had been on like an E or even probably a B, it would have been better. But an E would an E or a C would have been great. That would help me out a lot. So did he did like he just went on score or did he win on like attrition? Yeah, he won on score. Um he did attrition me really hard. At the end of the game, uh my last turn, I either only had Magneto left 
or he oh no, I had a juggernaut too. I had Magneto and Juggernaut left. He had I just killed had half my roster left. It's okay. <laughs> it was half my roster. Uh he had killed Mystique and Rogue. But I had <laughs> I had the So he good killed your two left. smallest characters. And, yeah, yeah, he did. But wow. like they they were Why both... don't we let Brad talk this much? <laughs> Magneto was flipped. Juggernaut was not, but his Thanos had all four hammers, and I couldn't, I couldn't kill Thanos. How do you let for that days Thanos? He just he kept going after the people and dazing them and taking the hammers with I, Thanos. I mean that makes sense. He is yeah. He, he would puts... weaken people with others and then finish them off with Thanos and pick up their hammers. It seems like he was just trolling you at that point. Like what the hell's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's like he Thanos was collecting something. Yeah. He does like to collect things. He's just got one gauntlet that has five hammers hanging off. <laughs> so it's, um, that, you making that D joke that reminded me. Like, if you're a normal adult, <laughs> like you wouldn't laugh at it. But what Mike said it in the Discord earlier. He, I think everyone was talking about like the rulings on uh, world domination and stuff like that. And then Mike was like, "I keep trying to engineer a good way to take a D on the first turn." <laughs> I was like, ah. was just there was that. definitely too many messages that I didn't read that conversation, and now I'm sad about it. I'm just talking about taking a D, and I'm a child, so I left. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so it, it's good to play those games. Uh, next week, we might be trying out a new game, so I don't know if we'll, we'll play much MCP. But... All right. Well, with that, I think we're ready to move on to the character review, if you guys are ready. I'm ready. All right, so you couldn't see me, but I was shaking my head. Yes, <sighs> nice. Uh, I could, I could feel it. Um, thank you, Tim, for uh, giving us. Uh, well, thanks. I'm glad that you interrupted the, the the thank you to Tim with the yawning. Thanks, Brandon. Right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Tim, for suggesting Cyclops. Uh, and again, if anyone would like to uh, hear our terrible thoughts on a particular character, feel free to leave us a comment, message us, reach out to us, uh, and let us know which character you'd like to see because we we care about you. So, uh, Cyclops, aka Scott Summers, he is six health, medium move, size two, threat four. He has a 4-3-3 stat line. He has Optic Blast, range 4 energy attack coming in at 5 dice. He gets the standard power equal to damage dealt. And this has a wild push if the target character is size 2 or less. Before damage is dealt, you can push them away short. He has the Optic Devastation Spender. It is a beam 5, 7 dice, 4 power costs with a wild concussive force. After each attack is resolved, the target character loses 1 power. Uh, we have a leadership for X-Men, and I believe Brad thinks that this is the better of the two. Uh, this is X-Men Blue. I need to contact my lawyer for this slander. (laughs) Uh, once per turn, when an allied character declares an attack action, but before it chooses an attack to use, any number of allied characters within three of the attacking character may spend one power. For each one power spent this way, reduce the power cost of the attacking character's attacks by one to a minimum of one for this attack action. So if you're using any attack that costs power, uh, if you have allies within three, they may they can spend one power each and you reduce it. So uh, not not 
not not great. Field leader. It's an active superpower. Costs three. Choose another allied character within four. That character advances short. A character can be made to advance by the superpower only once per turn. That is a very good superpower. Uh, he has the active hit and run. Cost two. It is an action. You make an attack action followed by a move action. Can only be used once per turn. He has quick draw. It is reactive and it costs two. When this character is targeted by an attack and the attacker is not within two of this character, this character may use the superpower instead of rolling dice equal to its defense. It rolls five di defense dice. Then, if the character suffers no damage from the attack, after the attack is resolved, the attacker suffers two damage. So, I actually really like that. That's, uh, that's a I think most of them you see, they have to be within two. This one is outside of two, so I like that one a lot. Uh, and then he has no changes on his injured side. Everything stays the same, so... Oh, no, I lied. Uh, oh, no, he doesn't go down the stamp. So, no, yep, no changes. So, I would be remiss to start off looking at Cyclops if I did not allow Brad to speak first. Thank you. Go ahead, Brad. Cyclops is one of my favorite characters from the comics. So, it is incredibly disappointing what we got. There, are, there is good stuff on his card. Like, quick draw's great. Hit and run's good. Field leader's great. He just never has enough power for it. And that leadership is god-awful. So, the other leaderships that do stuff with power net you some power. This never gives you any extra power. Even if this ability was something like if you have an ally within three, you get your spender one cheaper or whatever. That would be better because that nets you something. This doesn't net anything. It just moves it around. That's Inhumans have the same problem. Um, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying Inhumans and X-Men are the same? No, I'm saying that they are that mm, this leadership mm, and the Inhumans leadership are equally bad. <laughs> As a character in it, like that you would play, that's not your leader. He's okay. It's just there's better options. There's two better, at least two better, four point X Men. I mean, all of his superpowers are like really good. Yeah, that's why I say he's decent. Like, I've played him a lot just in a roster, uh, especially before the newest wave of X-Men. Like, when um, Rogue, Colossus, Magic, X-23, all of them came out. I haven't really played him since. But before that, I was playing him pretty consistently. And, like, he's pretty good on the table. There's just better options now either outside of faction or the two that are definitely better than him inside the faction. That's Colossus and Rogue. Uh, just spoilers if you're listening and you know maybe you're you've not been playing this game or maybe you're just getting into it or you, you, know, you haven't been playing for a long time. Uh, Cyclops has kind of been a little bit of a meme in the game and it is unfortunate because you're probably not going to hear very high regards on this character. And he's not, like to Brad's point, he's not like a terrible piece or anything. Like, he do, he's okay at some things. Field Leader is like an exceptional superpower. Like, it actually is really, really good. It just costs three, which sucks. And then 
he's such he's he doesn't a, he's, have a good way to get power. Yeah, he's a meme because that leadership when you compare it to Storms, which I, I know that we're not looking at Storm, but hers is like one of the best leaderships in the game. And if you don't know what it his, is, his might be the worst. Yeah, like she, she I don't we're not going to cover Storm too much, but what hers does is enable a place effect which is incredible, especially when you take, you know, larger base models, you get a, a place off of an ally. It's kind of similar to Winter Soldier's uh, Hydra Tactics. You choose an ally, and then you place within one. It's very, very good, and then she just grants cover at all times. So it, she has a two-part leadership. And, uh, yeah, unless you're, um, if you're outside of two, you, you always have cover, which is amazing. It's such a good ability, and that would be fine by itself, but she got two two parts. You have this, which gives you literally no benefit. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, uh, let's let, let somebody else go. Oh, hold on. I got oh. one more thing to say. Oh, yeah, go ahead. There's no reason that builder isn't either range five or six dice. Let me ask one you, of those two things. What if it was range? I would prefer range five. What if it was range five? It gave him a flat power instead of power equal to damage but it had ricochet oh that'd be good that would huh. be good i wonder who does that sound like i mean that's captain america right I know. <laughs> yeah it is yeah like i think that if you made it a flat a flat one and didn't give him that push and gave him ricochet I think instead no, I mean the like... push should probably be size three as well. Also, before before you say anything more, the fact that these are energy attacks is a disgrace. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. He Ray. is <laughs> he is punching you with his eye beams. That is a physical attack. We should have done this without Brad. Like, <laughs> no, everyone has game, to hear the rage. For the game, energy's better. Like, that's the better attack type. But it just makes me feel like no one in that office likes Cyclops. Why Why is it not energy? He's shooting lasers, right? They're punch lasers. Why are you... They, they don't burn or anything. They're physical force. Yeah, but... They're they, still... Like, if he hits you with one, it's like getting punched. Yeah, but... What's the like... symbol in the physical attack? Yeah, but it's punch. a... Yeah, but it's a laser... No, <laughs> shut up. What he's saying is, if this was Captain Falcon and it was an energy attack, he'd be equally as upset. Yeah. Did you mean to say Captain Falcon? Yeah. Okay. I, oh, because I see what you mean. I see what you're go. saying. You okay, it there. took me a second. Well, that was fun <laughs> off because you said, you were like, punch! And I was like, Falcon? Falcon, punch! <laughs> Yeah, and then all kind of, and then Fred okay, I've said my piece. Someone else can talk if they want. You, you, you're talking, Brandon. Let it rip. Oh God, uh, Cyclops is like a slightly above average three point model, uh, which is really bad for a four point model to be. Uh, I don't know, man. He's awful. Like if they do another round of Erratus, he hey, he's on the list, right? He's number one. Like, and it's like in bold. It, I, Unfortunately, like I'm not even sure if he's really like close, right? Like his leadership's god awful. Like if you're playing leaderships, mainly, and it's mostly because of storms is so good. But like, 
to make this like a solid four point character, like you need to add a dice to optic blast. Uh, you need to probably lower the cost of quick draw. Maybe probably one of those need to go down. It's uh, not going to uh, be quick draw because it's in parallel with martial prowess. Yeah, and that's what I'm Like, but one of those probably have to go down. No, or I, I think add, I think they're all costed it'd be field because like, or you have to completely errata the leadership. Like, oh yeah, you had to change that. I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so like you got to change optic blast. You got to change the leadership, and then you probably gotta maybe just give him an extra power, like in the power phase. I I think that the leadership needs fixed, like a hundred percent, like and he's just redone. I think that the superpowers are appropriately costed. Because, like, hit and run across everything's two. Quick draw's two. And I think that they should be. Field leader, I think they're appropriately costed. I think he needs some sort of, like, extra, like, power That's what something. I... I think that if they gave him, like, legitimately, like, Captain America's shield throw, like, it would be fine. Like, give him a flat power and give it ricochet. Because he probably hits it. He generates one power. And then with two attacks, he can... Does his punch beam bounce off people, Brad? Yes. He's the master yeah. of trigonometry. He yeah. is a master of trigonometry. <laughs> God, I hate Cyclops so much. You know what? You know what reflects off of things. We should have done Lasers. this cast without Brandon. <laughs> Jeez, two people have gotten killed this episode, Fred. We're the only ones left. Oh my God. Uh, go ahead, Fred. What do you think? Uh, let's talk about this Beam Five Spender. Uh, that costs. I mean, four. that's that's it costs four, but it's beam five, and I think that that's why he's four points. I mean, uh, uh, that along with a couple of the other things that are like quick draw, and I mean, if it uh, did anything, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it is. It it, it needs to have it, it. What we have here is a four pointer who's an underwhelming four pointer, and. Uh, with a bad leadership and in that combination in this game means that he just ne doesn't see the table especially in an affiliation which is loaded down with awesome models uh so i uh, i mean his problem is that he's obsolete well i think, I think that's his problem. i think that's actually when really... he was released he was obsolete i think that that's a good word for it right like obsolete like i mean i think that you can kind of safely say that they were probably working on X-Men from like the very early iterations of the game, right? Like yeah. they clearly knew that they were going to do X-Men. They probably wanted to save it for like a big release. So this is an early character and I think that they probably worked on it for a while. And at the time, not to like, because like Storm is, she, she has uh, like a couple issues, but she's really fucking good. So like at the time, they probably thought that all this like was all right and costed, but like they've learned and you see that like a lot of newer models that they release, like you're just getting straight value town out of them. And I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily like power creep. Like, I don't want to use that term, but I think that they understand like in, how to, in how different to threat ranges. Yeah. Like in different threat ranges, like how to give them value. And I think that as a leader, you, you're not – like when you compare him to like – I mean Red Skull's five. But when you compare him to like a Red Skull, like you just have value town. He benefits your team. Like, like it's kind of like what I was saying last time like out of a leader. Like you want them to be self-sustainable. 
and you want them to be supporting their team in some facet. Even if you compare him to Strucker, he looks bad. Yeah, like this. And Strucker's a point less. He really doesn't help his team. Like this leadership does not nothing for your team. It just cost. Like you're just doing the. You're just playing the game. You're not getting any bonuses for taking this leadership, which sucks. He's not very self-sustained because he does not have any dice manipulation, and because he has no flat power gain, he's he doesn't always do the best with power. Which on a four threat feels bad. Like yeah, rocket flubs and rolls. He's two threat. Who gives a shit? But him, like you don't want him to be messing up his five dice builders, and like field leader's good, but he again he can't like sustain himself to like do it all the time. So I don't know. Wild concussive force is also like, like the beam beam five seven dice is good. Wild concussive force that's just such an odd ability, like an odd trick. Yeah, Colossus has it too. Well, it is a punchy beam. Remember. Yeah. Uh, it's just it is weird. If it was um, all characters in the beam lose one each time you rolled it, that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I. That's kind of like how I initially read it, but that's not how it is. No. I I would have liked it better if it like handed out stun. Stun would yeah. be cool. That would have been so good. I mean, it kind of fits with concussion force. Yeah. yeah. It should be stun. But you're gonna like roll seven dice, give them like a bunch of power, maybe, and then like they lose one. A yeah, bunch of power minus one. Right? Yeah, and then they just Yeah. Give them stun before damage. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's too great. strong. That's that'd too be strong. On oh, a beam five, seven dice, it's that's too strong. It costs yeah. four to do. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it's too strong. If you're not changing his point value from four to three, it's not too strong. I don't the know. The problem that. is, like, he's literally... If you God. make him three and don't change anything, he's, a like, a barely above average three-point model. I think if you... I mean, you have to change the leadership, because it's literally... Like, it's... I... It just sucks. Like that leadership, is it's such shit. But so like even at a three, like you could take him in X Men and it would be fine. And I think for like I he mean, would his, never be leader. Yeah, it would never be a leader. I think as a three, like as a three cost character, like he's pretty serviceable, and you could probably find him in spots. Like he's a serviceable character. Uh, I say serviceable loosely. A character like currently, if you just take him as a character. Not as a leader, but like as a three threat, like he would be a good serviceable character. His stamp pool would probably have to come down, but you could probably leave him alone. But that leadership, just something has to change with it. So I'll ask you, Brad. You're you love X Men. You've played X Men religiously since they dropped in the game. What would you do to change this leadership to keep the theme of what they were going for, but like do something different to make okay. it good? What would you do? The easiest, simplest thing to just is to change it from they can spend power to you just get one off for each. Yeah. Just you get a discount, a straight discount for having your friends nearby. If they're within three. If they're within three. Okay. That's the easiest thing to do to fix it. Um, another thing people have pitched that I don't like is take off the range restriction. Just let your friends help you pay for it all over the table. I don't like that because you're still not getting anything. The I only... would like to see it generate or not make you spend power to do. 
Uh, I think that if you still could re get reduced by each friend that goes down to a minimum of one, that might be yes. too strong because on Demon Gamma, like when you're going to be bunched up anyways, X-Men go wide, you have four guys nearby, he's just doing optic devastations twice a fucking round, like after round yeah. two. It's, it's pretty good. That is too strong. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I think that maybe if you had a friend nearby, it like what if uh, you had a friend nearby, within three, and it uh, either like you could reduce the cost by two. No, you could reduce the cost of a spender or like anything that costs power, like a spender or a superpower by one if you had a friend nearby. So it's like Rogers, where you just get like a discount. what if. Okay, how about this? I'll pitch this to you. Okay. Down to a minimum of one for each one on one thing you spent that turn. So either either an attack or a superpower? It doesn't matter. You could still keep it just attack. But you couldn't do it twice. You could only do it once. Like, um, kind of like, what's that card? Where you take damage to make it cheaper. No matter the cost. No matter the cost. Like, a no matter the cost, you could do it on one attack. You could make it three cheaper because you have three friends. To a minimum of one. That'd be good. I think I could... That still might be too strong. I think I, I could get more on board with that one, though. Okay. What about it? instead of once per turn, once per round? Oh, once per round? Yeah. I said once per turn last time. So each character could do it. But what if it was once per round, no minimum of one? Ooh. And then something small, like, because that's like the jump. And then something small that would, that doesn't give you power. Um, That would, uh, you'd use more often, like the, like the cover thing. I don't know what. Mm, yeah, I, I think if you made that once per round, there was no minimum on it, and then you had like a small like second uh, dot point yeah. attached to this. Yeah, I think that'd probably be okay. That'd be good. That'd be good. I I said in the Discord the other day they really need to let me design this game. Just the excellent <laughs> stuff though. I don't give enough shits about Steve Rogers to design Steve Rogers, but I got this excellent shit in the bag. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be all right. Well, I guess we can move on to rating. Uh, I we even uh, let Fred talk about him. Oh wait, did he did he talked about optic devastation, didn't he? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm my points are made by. I have no points to add. Oh, I might have cut you off when I talked about something else. You you can keep going if, if you want. Go ahead. Uh, let's go to the character ratings. Oh, okay. Uh, let's. I guess start us off again, Brad. A C minus. He's oh. he's not even real good just to play in an X Men list. C minus. All right, Fred. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give him a C plus. I like the Beam Five wow. and I like the Quick Draw. Uh, it, I just want to reiterate, his superpowers are good. It's everything else. Yeah, right. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Brandon, let's see if we're on the same page. Uh, D. Uh, yeah, he's a D. 
Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd partially argue D minus. Actually, I'm going to go with D minus. I was there, but then, like, I did think about the superpowers, and I'm like, they are really good. So The problem is, the superpowers are good, but he's still a four threat character, and, like, nothing he does justifies. I, no, I know, but, like, threat for him. it's like field leader and, like, quick draw stuff. Is that enough for me to go from D minus to D? I think so. So. I think I want to go D minus just because Fred gave him a C plus and that just like hurt me. It hurt me when he said it. Cause I was like, there's, I was like in my head, I was like, there's no way he's getting above like a C or a C minus in this. And then Fred's just like, bam, C plus. And I was like, no, no, hey, he's not a C plus. Hey, this is me. And I'm very positive. That might be the worst score Fred's given anybody though. So <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it might be. <laughs> All right. I don't know. What do, you like give, his, what do you give Crossbones? He does hate Crossbones. I don't know. I, I was not present on the Crossbones episode, unfortunately. Uh, well, that was so what we, Right now, what would you give Crossbones? I would probably give Crossbones a D. But I think Crossbones is we better than bashing it. Yeah, I oh, do wow. too, actually. I do think Crossbones is better than Cyclops. Okay. Okay. I think X Men have two of the worst characters in the entire game. That's true. And it's ironically, probably their they're two... married. Yeah, they're married. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like two of their most like and their, beloved characters. And their boyfriend is also bad. Yeah, he's That's not. That's true. They really the made like the three of the most iconic X Men some of the worst models in the fucking game. I do love that Cyclops is fucking awful though because I have I don't know why but I've hated Cyclops like since I was a child. I think at a young age, you either take the Wolverine or the Cyclops stance, you know what I mean? You're either Wolverine guy or Cyclops guy. People have them completely wrong. Well, we have a D minus, a D, a C, and a C. Would you, you say C, C minus? C, and a C minus and a C plus. So what does that give us? Okay, like, I'm like changing a... my answer to D to make up for fred's uh well now i'm just way out here (laughs) (laughs) that to be fair that c minus was literally just because he was cyclops to be fair like oh yeah that you never you weren't given if that character didn't say cyclops at the top there was no way he was getting a c minus no he got at least two letter grades higher than he should have just because his name all right well yeah not looking good good for your boy uh he you can like we're not telling you to not play him like he can't he can be fun on the table like he's I, I played him like once and he was like he did things that were okay so play him if you like him i i'm going to go out on a limb and specifically tell tim scarberry don't play him uh yes tim don't play buy him paint him Put them on a shelf. That's the best use you'll ever get out of them. I have good. two painted Cyclopses that oh never god. see play. Oh my god. Alright, well, I think with that we can move on to the comic book recommendation. So take it over, Brad. This was the hardest comic book recommendation so far. Because I Was I it want the hardest? Or the was hardest. it just a difficult? Because we've had some pretty hard-inducing comic recommendations lately. It was the most difficult because there's so many Cyclops stories I like. Um, there was one I was going to talk about. I was like, no, I'm going to wait for Storm and talk about that one. But um, I picked out three. I narrowed it down to three. Um, and I think that that was amazing that I got it down to three. So the first one is X-Factor 65 through 68. 
This is by um, Jim Lee, Wils Pertaccio, and uh, Chris Claremont. This is um, this arc's called Endgame. This is the original Endgame. This was back in the eighties, way before the stupid Avengers movie. The Avengers are stupid. Um, <laughs> I have I have hard evidence of that. the The reason Marvel started making Iron Man movies and Avengers movies and stuff is because those characters were the ones they couldn't sell the movie rights to. Nobody wanted them. They sold the movie rights for their two properties that were popular, Spider-Man and X-Men. So the the Avengers were lame before the movies. They were, actually. I can I, I will contest to that. All right. So uh, X-Factor is made up of the original five X-Men, uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel, Iceman. And they have gotten back together, and they recently beat Apocalypse, who first showed up in X-Factor. And they took over his celestial ship and made it their base. Um, You've recently seen Celestials in Eternals. Um, But they took over that ship and made their base. Apocalypse took this time and went and took over the inhuman city of Adam. And honestly, they deserved it. But, because uh, Inhumans suck. Hey, man. It's better. It's a pretty good uh, show. He then, like, hacks into the ship and, like, gets it to start destroying New York. And X-Factor has to stop the ship. And then they end up facing off against Apocalypse. And uh, the combination of this story is to potentially save Cyclops' son. Uh, Nathan Christopher Summers. They, and this this is the son he had with Madeline Pryor, the clone of Jean Grey, while Jean Grey was dead. Um, they send him to the future to be raised by his sister, who is never born in this timeline, um, and then he grows up to be Cable. I feel like I have to have like a 300 IQ to understand some of the X-Men fucking plots. It's all right. Scott and Jean had a daughter in a timeline that then they erased by changing the future. Okay. And that daughter raised Scott's baby with Jean Grey's clone. Hey, Brad, you're not, like, making this easier. You can just continue. Yeah. And then <laughs> that guy grew up to be Cable, who came back in time and is older than Cyclops' dad. Uh. <laughs> for, those who, for those of you at home, one time we had to endure one, one night the listening to Brad go through the entire Summer's family tree. <laughs> was, uh, I am so hard. upset. That so many of Scott Summers' children have come back in time and are just a part of normal X-Men comics, except my favorite one, Ruby Summers, who is his daughter with um, Emma Frost, and she is made of Ruby Quartz. Cyclops, uh, he kind of gets around. Yeah, oh, bro. He he kind of gets around. He's a potent boy. (laughs) He is. Okay. He's shooting them them fists. Don't worry. There's still two more comic recommendations. There are. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> this this comic was the first arc after the previous writer had left the series and completely like altered um the trajectory of x-men comics and um cyclops is like it is a very cyclops centered story like he is the star of this um the next one i want to recommend this one I was going to say it's not quite as complicated, but there's some complicated bits. It's called Uncanny X-Men 540 through 544. And it's by Karen Gillan and Greg Land. Um, Wait, Karen Gillan? Oh, we've had this discussion before. Not never Karen, Kieran. Kieran. <laughs> we've done this before. <laughs> Love that Fred went full circle there. Like... Uh, he was like, "Wait, wait, uh, we've done this." Did you just travel? Did you just travel back in time, like the X Men? There's a, a deja vu moment happening here. He changed the timeline. The best thing that X Men ever did was cast uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Sorry. And in two years, we get to see him as Wolverine again. Yeah, I wasn't letting this cast go through without mentioning that. That Deadpool three's coming out. Deadpool three's uh, coming out, and Hugh Jackman's in it as Wolverine. Yeah. So. Um, this storyline is a tie-in to the Fear Itself event, which is the event where there are a bunch of people grabbing hammers that turn them evil. Um, this is the inspiration for the Hammers Crisis uh, in the game. And Juggernaut has gotten one of the hammers and has been possessed and is trying to destroy the X-Men's new home in San Francisco. They, they moved out west. Uh, and Cyclops fitting leads for them to be in San Francisco. Like, um, uh, what? Said fitting for them to be in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco is like, yeah, we'll take the mutants. It's fine. Um, so Cyclops leads the fight against Juggernaut, and it's a super powerful Juggernaut, and they're throwing everything at the wall. So they're using like most of the mutants in existence to try to stop him, and nothing stops the Juggernaut. So, um. This is the arc that made me realize how much I like Cyclops. He's one of my favorites. Um, and he'd been quietly one of my favorites without me realizing it until a specific moment. So they are, they just tried something to stop the juggernaut. And it was this like convoluted plan. It did not work. And the X-Men's lawyer who can turn into a dragon, um, looks at Cyclops and goes, so we try plan B and Cyclops goes, no plan two. plan B would imply that we only have 26 plans. He's the guy who has way more than 26 plans. Cyclops. Uh, yeah. He, he's ready for anything. Uh, they recently really made that textual um, in the, in some of the comics you haven't read yet, Jared, there are like data pages of if you get attacked by Kaiju, this is what you should do sort of things that Cyclops has written. He plans oh. for everything. Well, look at that. Yeah. Um, the way they end up defeating Juggernaut is also very interesting. And it involves magic and Colossus. If you're fans of those characters, it is a very pivotal moment in their history so um i really like the x-men part of this crossover fear itself in general is not real great though 
Any questions on that before I move to the next one? No, nope, nope. I think you should. Uh, <laughs> I think you should go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. The the last one is Uncanny X Men 2013 series by Brian Michael Bendis and Chris Bocciolo. This is Cyclops finally getting fed up with all the bigotry and hate he gets from the humans, and he goes full terrorist against the government. Well, at least that's what like they advertised it as. If you read the comic, it's very sympathetic to the mutant plight and basically paints Cyclops as absolutely being right for doing this. Um, but they break mutants out of jail because they're wrongfully imprisoned and all sorts of stuff. Um, some people during this time well, that obviously weren't reading the book were like, Cyclops is a bad guy now when he was doing good stuff. Um, and I said earlier that people have Wolverine and Cyclops wrong. In the in the comics, Cyclops is always the one that goes against authority when push comes to shove. And Wolverine's always the one that's like, no, we should work for the government or whatever. So while Cyclops is out being like a freedom fighter, Wolverine's running a school and being like, no, let's work with the government as they try to kill us and stuff. Wolverine is the cop, not Cyclops. Did they? No, like everyone loves Wolverine because Wolverine tells Cyclops to fuck off, bro. Like we don't like him because of his attitude. We like him because he hates Cyclops. <laughs> but Cyclops is right. I, I do so have a says the cop. I do have a question. <laughs> Does did you think Cyclops did he get his name because of the lasers that he shoots out, or did? He get his name from all his sexual escapades. He, <laughs> he got it from the look of his visor. Oh, okay. So it which, there is... the most, which makes the most sense, but... It was Cyclops in fantasy, like, a sexual deviant of a character? I mean... He's I think... talking about the one-eyed snake. Yeah, the... the... I'm talking about uh, a penis, Brandon. A penis. Uh, uh, I was thinking uh, of actual there's Cyclops. A... Okay, I'm back. I'm here. This would <laughs> also have been a good one to talk about. So you can get a freebie here. Um, I love freebies. Uh, written by Mike Carey, there's this series called... Uh, what was that crossover called? Age of X. That's what it was called. Um, it's an alternate timeline type thing that all of the X-Men remember happening. But in it, Cyclops isn't called Cyclops. He's called Basilisk. And what they did before the start of the series, you see a flashback, they cut his eyelids off and would use him to torture prisoners Jesus against Christ. his will. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. So and so he wears... Deadpool and X-Men Wolverines over Origin? Uh, yeah, I guess they did something like that, didn't they? Anyway, and then he wears a mask, like a full face mask to block his optic blast instead of just a visor. Well, that took a dark Basilisk turn. Basilisk is a better name for him. It is. Basilisk it's is really good. I don't think I would have hated him as a child if he was named Basilisk. It's a good name. I do enjoy, to be fair, to give, to I'm not going to be completely negative on Cyclops. <laughs> um, the, 
the <laughs> oh god um the x-men snes game um mutant apocalypse uh, i have that yeah so do i it's great it's fucking good uh, but um cyclops is very good to play with in that game and that's about as far as i'm going yep on positives that game has some i can like, tell when people haven't read x-men comics because they don't like cyclops if you actually read x-men <laughs> comics fair. you like cyclops you know i haven't so it's fine is he playable in the spider-man x x-men game uh i don't know I don't either. I can't. I, I have don't know it. the answer to that. I haven't, and I'll be honest, I have not played it since I bought it. Well, thank you, Brad, for for all the Cyclops lore. Maybe one day we'll dedicate a whole episode so you can just talk about Cyclops because you know so much. Maybe I probably we will wander off from Cyclops and talk about other stuff. That's yeah. fine. We can. I can boot up the recording. I can. Go and like run my that, errands and just let you have at it. Like, you can play Cyclops in the game. Cyclops's baby mama, the clone of Jean Grey, no, no, is we're, now no, no, the no. literal queen of hell. We're not doing it now. We're just going to do it later. We're going to do it at a later date. You save all that. Or don't save it. Either way. All right, Brandon, why don't you take us through a roster that you have for our boy here? All right. I developed the perfect roster for Cyclops, and anybody can do it. So you just you develop a roster. In this scenario, I chose to build... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get pulled up here. Um, a... Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Um, a Guardians of the Galaxy hey. list. All right. Uh, featuring Cyclops. So the perk of this list is you get to play all your core characters. Um, they're Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got Drax, Groot, Nebula, Rocket, Star-Lord, um, Gamora. Uh, and then you can play Malekith. And then you can play like a Hulk or a Thanos. And then you can play Cyclops because you're never going to have to play him. <laughs> ever <laughs> and the best roster you can build for cyclops is a roster that you never have to play him in because if there's ever a scenario where he fits in perfectly he's there for you to take and you never have to actually think about it that's sad that it was the secret guess. third option all along brad was trying to guess the list and uh he did not he was wrong my first guess was sitting on a shelf at home. I mean, you're not too far removed from like what he's going for. That's true. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, yeah, and the, and that's the the thing is, like, I've seen a lot of really beautiful Cyclops models, uh, painted and like and stuff like models painted. People have put like the optic beam on them and stuff like. Oh right, yeah, the ones with the really... beams look good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of really cool stuff that people have done. So, like, you want to put them, like, in your little bin to take to the table. You just never want to put them on the table. Brad, on his photo, what do you think he, he needs those pouches for? On his belt. So, the pouches were there God, for God, you don't think factor. he knows exactly what's in his pouches? Um, 
The Tasha's are there because they looked cool when Jim Lee drew them. It's probably condoms. Uh, but they yeah, it should be really it's not if it's, yeah it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not. not yeah you're right it yeah, should yeah. Fuck me. yeah but they spent like time in the 90s like he would like pull shit out of them every once in a while like because like batman's used them. uh i don't think batman's cool batman's cool but i bought miniatures for the batman mini game and then the only batman i bought was thomas wayne so batman's not that cool I mean, he's pretty cool, but there's a lot more cooler things in Batman. Yeah. Batman's cool because he has a cool rogues gallery. He has arguably the best rogues gallery. It's hard to top it. Yeah, and I'm not, I, I'm actually thinking about it now. I'm not sure it's even close. No. Spider Man might be close. Spider Man's cool. Spider Man might be close. But, but I still Batman don't think he's there. But, like, because like we are, we are the Spider Man, the Spider Man falls off topic. super hard. All right, Fred. Why don't Sorry. you? You're good. Why don't you take us through your non sequitur to wrap us up? Okay, so I don't know a whole lot about Scott Summers, unfortunately. I, I'm not. I wasn't a big comic book head, and I didn't really consume a whole lot of X Men content. So I didn't have a whole lot to draw off of to to make me uh, understand what to do here. Uh, so I'm just gonna suggest a movie that i saw this week that i thought was heckin great and that movie is called barbarian oh okay, uh, yeah it, it is a horror movie uh that came out just recently by, uh directed by zach krieger uh, and it stars bill skarsgård georgina campbell and justin long and uh it is a it is a a, a back to an old-fashioned horror where it's just heckin' scary. Like this, uh, this movie uses darkness better than any movie I've seen in a long time, and it is just great. And it, and the less you know about the movie going into it, the better. So I'm not going to give you a whole lot of information, but I am going to say that it is not what it appears to be on the face this will be the first in a long time of your recommendations that i will have zero part of you're you're not into it you're not into the horror this is a this is a capital h horror movie like uh it is not elevated horror which i also love but i'm this is like an older school you are going to be afraid if uh, i'll tell you this anecdote when I walked out of the movie theater with Monica, uh, we got uh, we refilled our drinks, and she went to the restroom, and I was by myself at the drink kiosk, and the other machine some some ice fell out of it, and made a noise, and I just about jumped out of my skin. <laughs> that's uh, a. And I'll like... tell you, this this movie. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, you go ahead. I was going to let you now, finish this, this movie's great. You should see it. If you like horror movies, uh, if you want to go and get spooked by a movie, uh, this is one to one to watch. Go do it. Go watch it. It's like the, she's going to go stay at like an Airbnb or something like that, right? Isn't that what it's like? Yeah, uh, so it starts with her going to an Airbnb and 
the Airbnb company double booked the the location. There was someone already staying there when she goes. Okay. Um, the only thing I know about the movie is that Barbarian is an anagram of Airbnb. Well, uh, <laughs> there's uh, that is true, and there is another uh, connection with that name also that I am there. There are actually several. The the name is perfect for the movie. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that, Fred. With that, uh, that la- wraps up uh, a very long podcast this week. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're like, whoops, almost, almost like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you have a character recommendation that you would like us to talk about uh, next week, please uh, drop a comment. If not, I guess we will unfortunately have to do Human Torch. So, will the Human Torch get a better rating than, than Cyclops? Uh, I mean, it's probably. I would hope so. Probably. Oh but... God! If Fred's on the fence, we might have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.